Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour. Normally, it would be the film and TV edition, but we are going to uh, call an audible and do the best that we can, being that I am not allowed to critique any film or television shows that are under SAG AFTRA agreements. But we're still going to make the best out of it and have a really As good time. a member of SAG AFTRA. As I'm a- not a member of SAG AFTRA. Actually, I could, but uh, to honor my sisters and brothers who are currently on strike, I'm going to observe the uh, and participate in an audible as well. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Ma. So Good. how are you? What is up with you? It's hot. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know what? Every day I just say I run out real early in the morning or in the evening after the sun goes down. Because other than that, it is too hot. Okay? It's really too hot. We are honoring the earth and the planet and just everything and observing that it is hellified hot. It is hot and we are very thankful and grateful. Like you always say that we have air conditioning, we have, you know, power, you know, thank goodness for all of that. And for the people who, you know, don't, you know, we're sending positive vibes for them and hoping that they can get all of the reliefs that they need ASAP because it is not pleasant outside. I will tell you that right now. Absolutely. And also, everyone, please be considerate and only use what you need. Don't leave extra, uh, use extra energy by leaving on extra lights and having the fan and the air conditioner going at the same time and all those sorts of small things because we, a lot of people, are you know laboring under you know really really very oppressive heat so Mm -hmm. please be careful because we don't want to be without power and we don't want anyone else to be without power so be mindful use Mm -hmm. what you know you need to make yourself comfortable but don't be so cavalier about it be considerate and turn off what you don't need okay okay, really really good words guys okay what was that ma conserve energy okay yeah right yeah of course um we all need it and we all basically use energy from the same source you know so you know everybody please be considerate well you know thinking of speaking of being considerate and conserving energy Ama, were you at the fight last night? The uh Spencer No, I was fight? not at the fight. I know is that that fight Stephen A was covering? Uh I'm sure he yes, was covering. He yes. covers everything. He was in, in Vegas, correct? Yes, but you know, I get upset because you know Max is really the boxing expert. So I feel bad about that. I'll leave that alone. You feel bad. Isn't Max still covering also? My Max no longer works for ESE. ESE. Oh, oh, I, oh! I thought he, I thought that was a separate gig he had because he's been doing it for so many years. That is a, a separate I, gig. Yeah, I, I didn't think that means he was totally severed from the network. I thought just that show. Well, I think that boxing. He was working for Showtime doing boxing. At one point, it was HBO. Then it was Showtime. Right. I don't right. know. I Max around covering boxing all the time. You know, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, I just feel bad. Anyway, uh, Max Max is going to land on his feet. Okay, he might be going through a little bump. He might be in a little valley right now, but he's going to land on his feet. Well, what I wanted to say uh, about the fight was, is you and know, Bomani too. 
Well, yeah. Well, what I wanted to say about the fight was a lot of people were going for for Errol Spencer because he is from this area. He's from the DFW area, and he, of course, did not win. Um, and it was didn't appear to be even close, Ma. It was like he got knocked down three times. I don't think he's ever been knocked down before. Um, and they just kind of they stopped the fight after the third, you know, knockdown. I think in the right. ninth round. So okay, okay, well. Well, anytime two people enter the ring, you got a winner and a loser. So, you know. Yep. And I also did go to the movies this weekend, but I can't say what I saw. So, on that note, let's do a toast. All right. Let's raise our glasses. Noble Wolf. What are we drinking today? Noble Wolf? Noble Wolf. Okay. I couldn't see the label. Okay. All righty. Here's to a successful and short strike okay we want it wrapped up very soon and successfully for all our sisters and all our sag after sisters and brothers mm -hmm. okay to health wealth long life prosperity and happiness i mixed them up okay yeah. all right salud salud excellent Woo. Woo, 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Ma. So let's get into something that um has been a, a topic of discussion for some years now because we have a lot of octogenarians in power. And um, as you know, Mitch McConnell had a medical scare a few days ago, and he appeared to freeze during a news conference and is raising questions about his health, and the advanced age of many of these elected officials, Mom. Yes. Uh, and, and including um, Diane Feinstein, who was 90 years old at this point, Ma. So I'm, did you, I'm sure you saw the video at this point. What are your thoughts? You talking you, about McConnell when he was staring blank and not saying anything? Yes, for about 30 <laughs> seconds. And yes. he is 81 years old. Yes, uh, Ma, so my question to you is, should there be an age limit or a mental and physical physical exam? I think they do have to take that, right? They do have to have a mental. I don't know. It seems that Trump was able to bypass all that type of stuff. So what are your <laughs> thoughts, Ma? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think there should be an age limit because. Oh. Because I think there should be an age limit simply because it is it is a known truth, okay? It's tried and true that if you're not deteriorating mentally, you're deteriorating physically. Mm -hmm. And for the office of the president, absolutely there should be an age limit because this person has to have the physical where physical and mental wherewithal to do the job, which is arguably the one of the most important jobs or if not the most important job on the planet. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and that person does not need to be in decline. Okay. No, and that person and that person definitely needs to be able to handle it physically and mentally. So for the president, yes. Now for uh, uh, Congress people, Senate senators and so on and so forth, they also should have term limits. 
Okay. And, and age limits, but term limits would take care of the age limits. The president already has term limits. You got me? The yeah. president two terms and I'm out. Okay. okay. Now, but the but for these some of these Congress people, for these the SCOTUS, for the Supreme Court, and all those people, they need term limits because term limits will take care of the age thing. You follow me? I follow you. So okay, since you said that, Ma, what would be the age limit? If you think there should be an age limit, term okay. limit, I'm 100% that okay. there should be a term okay. limit. Well, well, support. well, the age limit. Now, the age limit, in my opinion, should be no more than 75. Okay, that's what a lot of people are saying. They think 75 okay. should All right. be. I, I'd say seven. I'd say seventy-five max because even if you are good, there are some people who are good beyond seventy-five. We know that, mm -hmm. but the majority in the main mm -hmm. at seventy-five people, if not in mental decline, or certainly in physical decline, well, and and more more prone to have physical problems. Okay, okay. Well, or prone to if they fall, if they mm -hmm. have this and that you know they they have the you know the impact is more devastating and on and on and on and on and on for obvious reasons that everyone knows well, you know and and okay so go ahead no my it's your opinion go ahead i'm not trying to interrupt you talking, well, you know you're trying to talk and i'm go ahead i'm saying no, i'm i don't want to oh my go ahead Okay. So, so that's what I say. In my opinion, it should be, you know, max out at 75 and term limits will take care of that. You know, term limits will take care of that. You know, you're not going to come in. What are you going to come in at 74? You know that that's not possible. You can't come in so old that when you max out, you'll be, be beyond the age. You got me. You can't come in at, at 74 and a half, you know. So, I mean, that that would be like defeating the whole purpose. But absolute term limits, I, I believe. We can I, argue over the age or whatever you want. I, I, um, you, you know, you you had your opinion, so let me say mine. I'm not, you know, what I like I said, I completely agree with you on the term limits 100%. I think that the age, uh, the age should be a case-by-case -case assessment. I think that people should have you know, a physical and mental test, in particular mental tests for the job. The only reason I'm not so sold on that the, the uh, test and all that kind of stuff is because people have too many ways of beating it. People have too many, but you need it. What, what's the test? And the test has got to be standardized across the board. Of course. Who's my doctor or your doctor? Who's doctor? No, they should have a, a, a doctor, a universal doctor for. Oh, my gastroenterologist, my, oh, my. my buddy that lives next door. Oh, my. No. It's, I mean, who's the doctor? Who's not, the it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's because it's been so long, but it's just like taking like a standardized test, you know, where it's uh, everything is, yeah. is universal. And I, I think that they should have That's to true. pass that test. You know, like when you take a physical, they ask you certain things. Everybody has to answer those questions. And that, not only that, and there, and there has to be full disclosure. Right, right. And I, th that's what I think, because, the, you know, I, I, I'm almost leaning towards where you are with, with the 75. But I think that there are some really strong, you know, 76 year olds, 80 year olds who can do the job. I think mostly probably not. But I think there are some that can do it better than a 40-year-old or 50-year-old. I, I mean, not term limits out. I say uh, over 75 out. 
No. Okay, and no. I because yes. I think it's even, 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 even. Go ahead. Because I, I just I I, I don't know. No, and then, and then if we're gonna and then if we're gonna go with age, ma, if if we're gonna stick to an age, I'm gonna go with eighty. Okay. I'm gonna go with eighty because I'm gonna go with you okay. can come in. Okay. You say you can come in at 74, 75 or whatever, and then eighty. That's it. That's oh, you know. So we we're kind of we're in this this all, all good. But there needs to be a limit, and to me, an octogenarian needs to not be running the country. Well, that's yeah. Uh, just like you don't want, just like you don't want a twenty-year-old running the country. Absolutely, because they, they don't know right, enough. Right. They haven't experienced. Not Absolutely. that they're intelligent. Absolutely. They just don't know they, enough. They, 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 they have cognitive, cognitive ability and so on and so forth, but they certainly have very minimal experience. Right. Because if you're twenty and and you come in with the proper credentials, then you spend most of your life just going to school, just well, being a student. You have well, no other experience, right? Because you haven't been on the planet long enough, right? So you know, but um, okay. So okay. But that's the way I feel about it. Uh, yes, I'm very unhappy that you you know um, our you know most viable candidate apparently is, or at least that's the consensus, is an octogenarian. I'm you know not happy about it, and neither are many other Democrats. But you know that's the way it is, and I'm not even going to comment on Trump, but he's in the same boat. Only, yeah, I know. Only he's a, a criminal, you know, on top of it. So, but um, that's the way it is. That's where we are. Okay. okay. Well, Ma, you know, we'll see what happens, but something definitely needs to change. I just kind of feel I just am on the fence because I don't like a lot of discrimination based on age, like you know, ageism. I don't like that. And that's kind of my issue. But like, my God, like some of these people obviously um, are not able to uh, mentally function in, in a capacity that we need them to run the country, to pass laws, um, you know, even on our side, the Democrats with Dianne Feinstein, she, come on, she's 90 years old. So, you know, and Mitch McConnell, he may have had a slip you know, but come on. So, so let's see. All right. Um, let's move on my to Jason Aldean. I think I mentioned him to you before about his music video that, uh, appeared to, uh, cause a lot of friction of just in general, because it was filmed in front of a spot where many, many years ago, a young black man was lynched and it yeah. showed footage of, you know, um, some of the protests that um you know they kind of uh, equate or pinpoint to black lives matter and yes. as opposed to um just like the that the country was messed up and discriminatory and people were fed up and wanted to change and didn't have a voice instead of you know just kind of using Isn't that isn't the whole thing that the video seemed to be uh, uh a throwback or harking back to days when they would say of black people be out of town by sundown. Yes, yes. yes. Isn't really the whole thing. Yes, and you know what, my, my and I had never heard, listen. I had never heard that before, really and truly, until I moved to Texas. And then I talked about it with you, and I mentioned it to my husband and everything. And I had never heard of that before, yeah. never. So yeah. that's a whole nother story. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Jason Aldean's most 
his very popular song, Try That in a Small Town, yeah. um, was quietly edited to remove images of Black Lives Matter demonstrations after critics accused the song of containing coded threats against Black people. Right. So, Ma, um, what are your thoughts? Oh, and the song has become very popular. When it first released, nobody paid any attention to it until they started to see that, oh, Wait a minute. This very popular among who? Very popular. Well, it went to number two um, yeah. in the country or the world. You, when you say popular, you're not you don't mean controversial. You mean popular. It became popular. Okay, so popular. It was among, both. It was among, controversial and it was popular. Right. And it was popular among certain groups. Among certain groups. Right. So yeah. Ma, I mean, I know you've probably mentioned this before. Maybe I've mentioned it. Is all publicity good publicity? No, no, obviously not. No, heck no. All publicity is not good publicity. Some publicity can be lucrative and some other type of publicity can kill your career. Mm -hmm. It just depends if you if you have a career. Or it could stop you from starting a career, depending upon what it is. And okay. the demographic, you know, who you're targeting, so on and so forth, how much sway they have, so on and so forth. Some publicity is horrible. Some public some publicity will destroy you. Um others will make you. You know, other publicity will create you and others will destroy you. It simply depends. Well, he became that song became a hit with all the, the the negative stuff surrounding it. And it just kind of scares me because um, I just kind of feel like that's the direction that we're going in. You know, I, I, I don't like that. I really- Well, just... I think it took that song to make you see that. Donald Trump is all you need. Rick DeSantis is well, all you need. Of course, of Mitch course. Right? All you need. That, yeah. song, that song is just somebody hmm. singing. That song and let me and, and with Mitch McConnell, like, can I just go go there with Mitch McConnell? I'm glad you mentioned right. that. Right, Trump, not just terrible. DeSantis, terrible. McConnell is terrible. The yes. thing about McConnell, but McConnell packed all those judges, those crooked, oh, right judges in the courts. One hundred percent. McConnell. What's is strange to me is that. He has a friendship still with Biden. If something really goes down with Biden and his family, McConnell will be there. And Biden has mentioned that. Nobody else will be, but he's mentioned it. I don't, I don't remember who it was that passed away or someone passed away, but McConnell was the only person that was there. So whatever type of craziness he has about a 1% of, you know, human empathy left in him, the rest of them, DeSantis, Trump, it's gone. I just wanted to, to relate that to you because because yeah. McConnell might be evil. He might well, be kind of well, and, and Biden, they came up the road together. He, yeah. he has something in him where if 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 uh, Biden was on the ground and he would extend his hand to him and help him up. Right. Not DeSantis would not do that for Biden. And we know Trump would not do that. No, Trump would so. 
stomp on him. All right. And DeSantis would probably spit on him. Uh, uh -huh. DeSantis would, would take a, 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 a hammer to him, a back to him. All right. All right. On him. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my um, so let's move on to we were talking about DeSantis. And so we wanted to get into this with about DeSantis because um, you know, I recently heard some people that I do care about um who didn't seem to realize that DeSantis was a coming for black people. Uh so this you know, when DeSantis first uh, you know, became popular. And some of his first actions as the Florida governor, he um, pardoned, I don't know if you remember this, four Black wrongfully convicted men. And so people were like really excited. Who did what? I'm DeSantis. sorry. DeSantis. DeSantis. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So one of the first acts that he did as the governor of Florida was he pardoned four Black men who were wrongfully convicted of rape. And so a lot of people now are thinking that that was just done because uh, for publicity, because everything that he's done since then has been the complete opposite, whether it's black people, whether it's brown people, whether it's trans people, LGBTQ plus, whatever, he's been completely against. My Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So one of the issues right now is that about the Florida school curriculum on black history, specifically, the teachers are now required to instruct middle school students that enslaved people develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. What are your thoughts on this, mom? What would any black person's thoughts be on that? That's an insult. That's an insult to our ancestors. Mm -hmm. That's an insult to humanity to say that capturing, killing, brutalizing, raping, disenfranchising, never enfranchising in the first place and treating as subhuman millions and millions of Africans uh, and saying that they somehow benefited from this treatment is um, an abomination. It's an abomination and it would almost take a subhuman person to say something like that. What kind of heartless monster would say something like that? And, and he is not a stupid man. No, he, he's highly educated. He's a well-educated man. So for him to say he's something- he's not old. How, just how ambitious do you have to be? How cool do you have to be? How detached from humanity do, do you have to be to say something like that? So, I mean, what do you want me to say about it, Paige? You, what, what, what would be a thing? I know we're on the podcast, honey, but how can you ask me, another Black woman, what would I think of that? What Black, what black person would say, any Black person who would say that, they just don't give a damn. They have no self-respect. Well, you know, yeah. Person, oh, I understand. You'll always find a few. You'll always find a few people who are deranged and do yeah. or say anything. But what average black person with average intelligence is going to embrace that? What would yeah. you say? Except, you know, I mean, it would take all you could do to not just punch them in the effing face. Yeah. Okay. You can curse on the podcast. Even saying something like that. Well, I don't want people to think I curse, but you know. You're an adult woman. 
Let me tell you something. No, no, that's not necessary to say either because I have my rights because the child has the right to curse. Parents just don't want them to, but they have their rights. Okay, so just let me say this. That's right. They have the right. Oh, children don't have the right to curse. They oh, do, children. but I didn't curse as a child, and you wouldn't no. have been happy oh, about it. I said, see, you're not listening. I said parents just don't want them to. That's what I said. I said they have the rights, but parents just don't want them to. That's true. Right, right. Yeah. So, and and they're trained not to. Okay. So anyhow, if I was a cursing type of person, I would say I would want to punch DeSantis in the fucking face. That's what I would want to say. That's how angry that would make me. Okay. But being that I don't curse like that, I'm not going to say it. But that's what I would say if I was a cursing person. You know, but it's funny. I didn't hear you curse until I was 17 years old. Yeah. Well, because well, right. I didn't, or maybe I didn't, I didn't listen to that type of behavior for you. You did not. You really, you really and truly, like, I really did not hear But you. your grandmother. Well, yeah, <laughs> grandma. That's another story. Yeah, but no, DeSantis, that, that he said that, it, it reminds me of the term that Hillary Clinton used. He's one of the despicables. That's listen, a l- listen uh, I have I have no uh, love or respect or anything. I don't even want to give him this kind of interest. Go ahead. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't even want to give. Him listen, that we, we we we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk about our book of the month, and we'll we'll talk about a book that is on a ban list, and so we can move forward. Okay. All right, Ma. Um. So one of your other favorite people. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, I just want to, want to see what you think about this. I'm going to comment on him too. Um, okay. According to the NFL Network, Aaron Rodgers has agreed to a two-year contract. Now, we know Aaron Rodgers will be turning 40 um, at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. A uh, two-year contract that is worth fully guaranteed $75 million and that runs through the 2024 season. That sounds pretty good. Not not quite as much as we get, but right. that's pretty good. Right. Okay. So the move amounts my to a nearly $35 million pay cut. He was uh he had approximately 110 million remaining on his previous deal with the Green Bay Packers. But well, why did he leave though? Many people are saying he actually really wanted to win another championship. He's only had one championship and well, that I know. and he is a he's considered one of the greatest the best quarterback. Of all time. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And so and Patrick Mahomes, who's old who's young enough to be his son, has two. Right. You're not he's not young enough to be his son, but he's a, he's significantly younger. Right. Um, and so that's what they're thinking. Does this change your whole view on Aaron Rodgers? No. Or the same? The same. Okay. Um, for me, I think it put it it uh paints him in a much better light because Good. Aaron Rodgers has always seemed to be a little bit cocky and a little bit all about himself. For I'm gonna say for the past well, five years or so. Not about himself, that he wants another ring. Well, but you, but, but, but Ma, but Ma, are you willing to take $35 million pay cut? Yes. Oh, you are? When I have hundreds of millions and tens of millions, what do I care about 35? So, 
So 35. Well, you care about it now. That's what you fight with the uh, producers and stuff for now. So, but but listen, but all jokes aside, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't mean as much to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I can make it up on a few gigs or, you know, how much money, how much more is my uh, value going to increase when I get another championship? You know, that's true. That's true. I mean, to me, no, I don't. To me, it's still all very self. So he could have hard time them, and he could have stayed with the Packers. That's how you take it. I take it like he's doing what he wants to do for Aaron Rodgers. He's not doing anything he wants. He's not helping humanity. He's not helping a team. He's doing it because that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. Mom, would you would you ever date Aaron Rodgers? No, no. No, I would not. No, I know too much about him. No, I would not. If if I thought he had different political views, I would. Now I would date Travis, Kelsey. Well, yeah, who wouldn't? I'll date Travis. Well, who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. right, ma. Who wouldn't? No, not, but, but no, Amy No, he's not even attractive like that to me. No, you didn't think he was nice looking. He's all right. No, he's not up to Travis. Nope. Who? How many people are Jalen? You know, I'll take yeah, Jalen. Yeah, I, you know, how about how about Patrick? Well, Patrick is married, you know, but yes, I take Patrick too. I think if he wasn't married, oh, yeah, oh, I go out with Patrick, yeah, yes, definitely. I think Patrick is so much fun, he's so passionate, yes. Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of uh, very attractive things I like in Patrick. Yeah, more so than I thought, you know. Okay. I, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. So wait. So my. Uh, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna move on um, to another uh, very young woman uh, who has unfortunately decided to move on from her current marriage, and that is the savage. Miss Tina Knowles, uh, her and Richard tied the knot in 2015. Um, obviously, they well, I don't want to say obviously, please forgive me, guys. I don't want any DMs. Okay. They did they had no children together. Um, Tina has two kids with uh Matthew Knowles. I don't know how many um Richard has. We know about Bianca Lawson. So anyway, Tina is asking the court to terminate the court's ability to award spousal support to her or Richard. And so they are saying that it's um, irreconcilable uh, differences. My, any thoughts on this? They've been married for eight plus years. No, things are not working out. So they're going their separate ways. That's nice. Let them, they had a good time together. I guess they had a lot of fun parties and everything they went to and whatever they did mm-hmm. together and she had time together. So that's good. And she listed the date of separation as a few days ago, Ma. Like two well, they just recently separated. So okay. I'm sure she's being advised by an expert legal team and this is not her first divorce. So, you know, that's okay. She's good. I'm glad they both are fine. I mean, what do you want me to say about them? Is that not sad? They're senior citizens. They should know what they want to do. Is that not sad? Well, it's always sad when things don't have a, a fairy tale ending. But you got to think about life. How many What's a fairy tale ending? What is fairy, that? Fairy tale ending is that they stay together until they die. 
But my fairy tale endings, I always this is my thing when people talk about fairy tale endings. Fairy tales normally people go through some ish. They're fairy tales are normally when we really think about That's it. Fairy tale ending. I hear you, but okay. people don't concentrate on all of the things that people had to go through in order to have the fairy tale ending. Because just like with J-Lo, for example, like with J-Lo and Ben Affleck, we don't know what's going to happen with them. We know they're back together, but we know that they went through some bull crap in order to get to where they are today. But I'm sorry. I know you didn't want to hear that. I don't know what you mean. They went through some bull crap. They didn't go to no bull, through no bull crap together. They were together a bunch of years ago and then they separated and they had many other experiences with other people. Well, that was bull crap. Well then, well then, so did um, uh, Tina Knowles and Richard Lawson. Hey, they went through many, many years. Whatever, my, you're just a hater. So I don't know what your point is with that. But yeah. all I'm saying is, but okay, fine, all well and good. If they're not getting along, fine. If they want to separate, fine. Whatever, they're lucky to have spent the time together. I'm sure they had some wonderful times together. I don't know what's up, why they are, you know, not clicking right now. Uh, but whatever the case is, they're certainly grown enough and old enough to make a, an informed decision. So, so be it. They'll both okay. be fine. I wish them both wonderful luck. And either one, both of them can get somebody else very quickly. You know, they can eat. If they want somebody else, they both can get somebody else very quickly. Tina got, you know, juice downtown and, you know, coming in, you know, with, you know, lots of duquettes. And Richard, he's a good looking oldster for what's up, you know. And so they both have their own, bringing their own type of gravitas. So okay. they're fine. They're wonderful, okay. you okay. know. And they, at least they ain't old and broke. They're old and doing good, you know. Okay. So All right. That's totally fine, my, you know, positive vibes to them. Positive vibes to both of them. All right. Okay. And they aren't divorced yet. You know, you never know. Mm, okay. Whatever. All right, right. Okay, so my um, want to give um, uh, congratulations are in order for Mr. Lakeith Stanfield, um, who is in the new Haunted Mansion movie, which I don't know anything about that. Whoa. So who did Lakeith? I haven't seen Lakeith since I saw uh Atlanta. Well, because you you didn't you know we can't talk about the Haunted. Oh Mansion yes, that's right. Oh yes, now. that's right. Oh, so Lakeith. So yeah, what did he marry? Who did he marry? He married a model. Um, she is an African American model. I don't. That's all I will say. Okay. Uh, they have tied the knot, and they are parents of a new baby. So he has two children. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, and Lakeith is thirty-one. Good for Lakeith. So okay. Congratulations to him. Congratulations, Lakeith and wife. Right. And baby. And baby. Okay. All right. And so uh your other boy, or this is your boy, uh Russell Wilson has been criticized uh for posting photos of him and baby future on Instagram and other social media platforms. What do you mean baby future? You mean the, the his stepson? Yes. Okay, future yeah. junior. Okay. Yeah, you're right. right. And too many I, I don't mean to say baby future, but you know what I mean. Uh, and too many people have attacked him, saying it's weird that he posts pictures of him and the child is not his own. Um, and I don't get that because that's Russ's 
stepson, stepson who he right. is raising who lives in the home, in the home with him. With him. Right, uh, right. And so I think we should see more and more stepdads, aka dads. Right. right. So I, I have a real he, he's the day-to-day dad. I'm right. sure little, little future knows his biological father, but his biological father is he's not part of that family unit. He's seen the video. Was he so you know that he, uh, future? Future Junior has seen the videos of his dad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. And 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 um and mommy Sierra pointed out that's your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. By now he's old enough to understand the biology of it. Right. So, now whether or not he's seen him in person is a whole other story, but he's definitely seen the video. All right. All right. And guys, we're saying this tongue in cheek. We don't want anybody coming after us. We're just saying Russ is, seems to be a good father. Russ is Russ. Everybody knows that Russ is not the biological father. What is your right. point? But right. he's being a decent father. Right. What is he supposed to say? Oh, I, I don't really care for you too much because I'm not your biological father. Right. He probably loves him. You I'm know. Sure, you're sure he does. So, I mean, come on. Come on, people. That's mean. That's mean right there. You know, you got to be about the family. And family comes in all different shapes and forms and sizes and colors and genders and everything else. So, yeah. you know, come on. That's true. Okay. Okay, um, so my let's move on. And that's that's one reason why a lot of people do like Russ. Right. Because they see that in him. Right. Missing from so many people and we wish it was there. Right. You know? So, okay, go ahead, Pay. Okay, Ma, so let's move on to um, a very popular singer who, I don't know, she's been getting a little bit of negative publicity because of her personal life. And I... I I think it's nobody's business. So listen, uh, Lily J says her family is collateral damage as news broke of her estranged husband, Ethan Slater, who appears to be in a budding relationship with his wicked co-star Ariana Grande. And so the soon-to-be ex-wife of Ariana Grande's rumored uh, boyfriend said that Ariana is not a girl's girl. My family is just collateral damage. And uh, this woman's husband has filed for divorce. And we also are hearing that Ariana Grande's estranged husband tried, he flew to London when Ariana Grande was over there washing Wimbledon uh, to try and save his marriage. To know yeah, it didn't work out. Okay, it didn't work out. Um, any thoughts on any of this, Ma? No, no, nothing. You know, just relationships. Some, some growing, and some oh. are over. Some are new. Some are budding, and some are, you know, some are ending. What do you want me to say? Okay, I, I really and truly think that but we don't. Them, I mean, I don't really know the details and what's going on, you know. And you hear these stories, and they're one side. You don't know who did what to whom, and when it started, and and whatever. I mean, you you just really don't know. Just good luck to them, you know. And if they want to resolve their issues, they have the opportunity to. If they don't want to, so be it. And just good luck to them. You know, you never know when a marriage breaks up. I mean, it's generally shared responsibility. Sometimes it's one-sided, sometimes it isn't, and it just gets very complicated and we could go on and on and on and on and on. 
Bottom line is either you were able to resolve your problems and get over them and continue to grow together, or you couldn't and decide to go different different ways. So um, what else? What else can I, I say? I'm with you on that, Ma. I, we don't know the intricacies of their relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. What we're hearing is all type of you know mess and and um you know different uh gossip sites. So we don't know. Um, we really just don't know what happened. And That's relationships right. are difficult. Right. You never know what went on inside of a marriage. You yeah. never know. You never know. The the most uh, successful and the best relationships, they have their trials and tribulations. And if people don't Absolutely. go into a relationship understanding that and part of being in love and being in a relationship is accepting, you know, the faults, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of that stuff in between, it is not easy it's not um and so i don't know we we never know what happens in the, in these relationships so okay and a lot of times those real popular people are you know you know sometimes they seem to be just very flaky and there's so much of their love life that's tied to their careers mm-hmm. you know you really, that's why sometimes people don't take them as seriously because yeah. a, a lot of the things they do just seem to be motivated by promoting their career you know well, so. it's funny it's funny that you say that because they I, I saw some stuff and like i said i don't know these people never met these people they talked about sophia vergara and joe joe manganella and they were saying that for many years that uh a lot of the stuff with their relationship was false um and that they tried to maintain a certain image you know to the public yeah. or for the yeah. public yeah, we just course. we don't know. We don't. You just you really just don't know about these people. Okay, that's why I, I'm not a fan of of posting so much on social media. You know, right. I'm not ever so often for sure, but too much of it to me uh, is a red flag. Just personal. Okay, and then you know, and so much is just tied to their career slash personal wealth. And so you always have to look at everything they do sideways because you just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think, um, you know, something else that is unfortunately just, I don't know if it's an epidemic or what the hell is really going on with it, but we're seeing so many fans behaving badly at concerts. So in a now viral video, Cardi B can be seen wearing an orange dress during a performance and looking surprised when a drink is thrown in her direction, when she's performing her hit, Bodak Yellow. And so, you know, Cardi, you know, a girl Cardi is not about, to, about that life. Uh, she threw her microphone at the front row attendee and security seemingly escorted them away. Uh, now, we've seen earlier this month, Harry Styles, he was on the ground and crouched down on the ground as he walked off the stage after a fan hit him in the eye with the flying object when he was in tour uh, on tour in Vienna. Uh, you know, we also seen BB Rexa who had to get stitches because someone thrown something at her in the middle of one of her songs. So Drake, Kelsey Ballerina, Steve Lacey, Kid Cudi and Pink are just a number of stars who very recently have had objects thrown at them at stage on the stage. What do you think needs to change, Ma? Well, what what has to happen? Because this is not I, I would not I would not deal with it. Um, what are your thoughts? 
Well, two things. You said, what, what do I think needs to change? Well, obviously the people need to change their attitude. They may have to cut down on the amount of alcohol they sell, which is probably not gonna be so good, but they're gonna have to uh, step up security, okay? They're gonna have to step up security. Um, the performers may have to, for their own self-preservation, they may have to perform with these like plexiglass, yep. you know, in front of them or something like that. It's it's going to inhibit a lot of the performers, the ones who like to walk out and, you know, are more interactive. You know, it's going to somehow limit the performance of a lot of people. Right. One. And they're going to have to step up the security. Other than that, I don't know what else they can do, but I will say that it didn't do any good to see Will Smith jump up and punch Chris Rock or slap Chris Rock. And then they still allow him to accept his award and do everything as if he hadn't just assaulted somebody in front of millions of people. That mm -hmm. was not a good look. I know I'm th throwing back to something that happened okay. over here, though, but you know, um, I think you know it's still reverberating. You mm -hmm. know, it ain't like people forgot it, and um, and I think that was not good. That that he didn't suffer. He may be suffering some, you know, uh, consequences now. You know, he's, you know, some some long-term impact, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, he should have immediately been escorted out. Like they would have done anybody else who went up there and assaulted. Right. You know, somebody. And, you know, that kind of, you know, kind of uh, uh, permissive attitude or uh, entitled, you know, attitude or whatever is not good. It was right. not good. And then people doing that kind of thing, they usually are drunk or on drugs or drunk or high or something. I don't think a person in their regular mind would even go do that. I don't know what was up with Will. You right. know, to me, like he was a bit out of his mind at the time. Right. But anyway, um, that's that's what I'm saying. You, they're going to have to step up security and they're going to have to disallow whatever, you know, and they'll figure that out. Because they have security at most of these places, but these people are throwing. What are they throwing? They're throwing something heavy, glass, drinks. you know. But but what are the drinks in, and how big are the drinks? You know what I mean? And yeah. what kind of you know what kind of a cup you know are they using to hold the drinks? What kind of receptacle or whatever do they have for the drinks? You know, right? It should be that I throw a drink at you. If I throw a drink at you, you should only be able be getting wet. That's all that should happen to you. You shouldn't, mm -hmm. if I throw a drink in a paper cup at you, you're not going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. You just get wet. Right. Well, I don't know what it was. You should only be a certain size. Right. Eight ounces, 10 ounces. Don't don't come with no gallon, half a gallon drink. Well, well that's the thing, man. You know, they have these big drinks. With the well, that's what I'm saying. Those are things that they're going to have to modify. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then good. and then just maybe the plexiglass maybe just kind of like look guys well you, know, those things, you don't want it for you a lot of the fans you don't want anything coming at you a hurl that you that could you know disturb the plexiglass you know so you you know so a combination of those kind of things you know like common sense kind of things that are going to happen because it's easier to make those kind of changes than it is to change people's minds and attitudes you You're know right. i'm with you on that 100 percent yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, you know, fans, like really and truly, you know, better, you know, 99.9% um, .9 of the people who are going to these shows, um, you know, are 
that are throwing these things, I will say that, are adults. We don't hear about the kids that are doing that. We hear about grown people no, who spent no. their hard-earned money to come to these shows and you're, you're behaving like this. It, you're not entitled to mistreat the celebrities or musicians because you can afford to go to the show. Right. That's that's straight up assaultive. Okay. Right. Else to that, you know, right. you know, that's battery. And they need to and then and then I, I don't want to be that person, but they need to make the penalty a little bit more severe for these people because they can't be like, yes. oh, I throw something at you and oh, that's just it. Oh, well, like, they kick me out. No, that needs to be a little bit more than just kicking you out. Right. I agree. I'm in full agreement. Because you can do a, a severe damage. You can do right. Damage. You can either throw something and cause somebody to fall on the stage. You know anything. Right. You right. know. So okay. All right. All right. Um. So my let's move on to um. I know these are your favorite people. Um. So one of the Kardashians, but technically she is a Jenner. Um. So we know she's been Kylie Jenner has been in the news very recently. Um. Her the father of her two children, uh, Timothy. Up oh, Timothy. Oh my gosh, Travis Scott was apparently throwing disses at uh, Timothy Chalamet. And, you know, Timothy Chalamet is reportedly dating uh, Kylie Jenner. Um, and so he threw some disses at her in one of his tracks. Kylie Jenner also talked about um, how she had, you know, breast augmentation when she was 19 and she would be heartbroken if her daughter got plastic surgery as a teen. And she, um, you know, a lot of people are coming at Kylie for feeling, for saying that, oh, well, you um, had such an impact on our children growing up, but what was good for our children is not good for your kids. Now, to me, I think that's foolish. Um, and I think that she was very young and that she grew up in a, a family that has been obsessed with um, you know superficial things and appealing to a certain crowd. And I don't think it's fair for people to blame her for any of, um, you know, their children's behavior, because as a parent, you're supposed to talk to your kid. You're supposed to be there for them and have the most influence over your own child compared to a Kardashian. Now, my, my question to you is how much fault do we have on social media and, you know, just kind of celebrity and personalities compared to what our parents teach us who's at fault who's at fault yes you mean whose responsibility is it to teach yes. your parents that's obvious okay. your, your parents responsibility not social what media what role do you think that people like the kardashians have when it comes to your self-esteem surgery your own value system that's that it you know varies you know based on what you what's important to you and in your life obviously it's very superficial you know everything with them uh and a bunch of basically being irresponsible and basically they um as far as i know of them the talent that they have is the talent for marketing their bodies and and sex and sex appeal and surgery and plastic surgery and all type of surgical enhancements. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know of any of them being able to do anything else. 
Or if they are, I haven't heard of it. Do you know, back from the beginning with the sex tape that they were able to exploit back at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And the one that has the most genuine talent, I would say, would be whichever one of them is a model. And, Kendall, and is that a talent? Is being told? Well, well, I, well I, was, I was going to complete my thought. That's also your body. Well, the talent is to stay thin, is to, you know, the ability to deny yourself food. So, you know. Uh, Ma, you know how I feel about that. So, and, and also to exercise and keep herself in shape. I guess she does those things. Whatever it is she has to do to maintain her slimness, but mostly it's hereditary. And um, uh, yeah, mostly it's hereditary. And um, no, some part is hereditary. But I just don't subscribe to that. Well, whatever. Well, you subscribe to something because she's thin. Either she's thin through her own. Or who cares if she's thin? No, no, no. You, you don't. You're not. You're not hearing me. I'm saying they have no talent except something with their body or sex or whatever. Okay. You know what I'm saying as a, as a group of people, she's the only one who's generating money legitimately or whatever, you know, in a non sleazy way. Because well, they've at, all legitimized their money at this point in time, huh? Well, no, but I'm talking about to start with from the very beginning. It all started with you know, from I said from the beginning from Kim's sex tape, and you that know, was all based on her sisters and her mother's influence right. for Kendall, right? Okay, right. I already said everything okay. you say. All right, please don't come for me, ma. Well, no, but you keep on mentioning them. I'm tired of talking about them. All right, you let's move on. Show you All mentioned right. about them. Who the hell cares about them anymore? Okay. All right, ma. Let's move on. Cared even about them in the first place. You know what it is. They just sell them whatever they can sell to make money, and they have no discernible talent that we know of. And okay. then they, their talent is in marketing and gullible, gullible ass people. That's all. Okay. All right. So let's move on, Miles. So let's talk about everybody. Let's talk about the July. Uh, this is still July, right? Okay. July book of the month sold, which is by uh, Patricia McCormick, which was published in 2006. And this is telling the story of a girl from Nepal um, name uh, what's her name like Lakshma Lakishma Lakshma okay yeah, yeah. so she Close was so enough. she was so into sexual slavery in India um, and it's kind of written in a series of short vignette style chapters from the point of view of the main character uh, so Ma uh, what are your thoughts on Soul and Soul is on the band list which is why we chose this book Sold is a um, just a very graphic story, a personal account of the, uh, well, I won't say it's the person who was doing the reading, but the main character's story of how she was duped into slavery mm-hmm. and, and sold. Duped well, she was 13 years old. We wanted to mention that. She was only 13 years old. Her family was extremely, she, she lived in the countryside of Nepal and her family was extremely, extremely poor. You know, they didn't have it. They had no television, mm-hmm. no indoor plumbing, no, and barely had food to eat. And she almost never had shoes 
Mm-hmm. I think she had, had had like one pair of sandals in her lifetime. I mean, they were devastatingly poor. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they were so poor, they, they barely had food to eat. And she had a stepfather who was poor and mean and, oh, God. just now, let's not go and, too much. Okay, I'm not going to go all in. It just was so graphic. It just was, oh, my goodness. It just was a horror story uh, when, you, when you just think about the circumstances she went through. But the main thing about the story, and I won't tell you about the ending or anything else because I'm always doing, you know, giving away stuff. What I am going to say to you is that this is something that is going on now. Mm-hmm. That's something that happened 200 years ago, 150 years ago, 100 years ago. This mm-hmm. is what's going on currently. Okay. And, 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 and it is heartbreaking. And there are agencies and people who are out there fighting it. But please know that right now, human trafficking of young girls and young boys too, and young girls is going on right now. This is slavery, okay? Mm -hmm. This is slavery, Mm -hmm. all right? Not the slavery that you read about, uh, if you read about it, who knows? This is slavery. It goes on where people are being, and young people and young kids, teenagers, you know, uh, and even younger are being sold into sexual slavery, bondage. And they, they're actually being used for everything, sex and everything else too, you know, but sexual slavery is going on right now. And it's a riveting account of this one young girl who from the age of 13 was sold into slavery. And I won't tell you the end. I will, I will not tell you the end. Okay. But very good book, very good book, very interesting, good and heartbreaking all at the same time. And it is now, people, and it's something we need to be aware of now. And it's not just in Nepal, it's all over. It's in the United States, mm-hmm. okay? It's in the United States and it is worldwide, okay? So be aware, okay? Okay, Um. We have a couple of um, people who sent us actually um, emails and um, one is only a couple people sent us emails or you have a couple you want to read to us. Well, I have a couple people that I want to read to us. I, I Yes. My bad. Ma. You okay. okay. So um, a young lady named Lana and I don't know. Well, she is a young lady. Okay. Based on this. So um, Lana says I'm an incoming freshman in college. Uh, I read this book and was instantly hooked. It took me a little over two hours and I cried several times. Right. Uh, this book is powerful and did an amazing job at capturing the very real and current crime of sex trafficking. And so I love, uh, you know, Lana's critique and guys, um, you know, that's one of the, the many reasons why we want you to, to read this book. Read it or listen to the audio. It's a very short uh, book. And so you can, you know, get, you, you can go through it within a couple of hours or you can listen to it within a couple of hours. Right. And then um, the other one that I thought was- hours, but okay. Yeah, to, well, it just depends on how fast you, you read and how fast you listen, so. Uh, <laughs> also- a, a woman named Mary um, said she found it difficult to read uh, because of the emotional aspect, but a must read for all. 
She said, this should never be on anyone's ban list. Absolutely. So, you know, I love that. I love that, my um that's why we're targeting the bands. That's why we're targeting it. Yeah. Because we know there's information that we need that somebody's going through the trouble of trying to keep from us. And I just wanted to say, um, just listening to it, just um really just taking it all in. I it was very powerful. Um, it was extremely sad. Uh just something that everyone should listen to. I, I don't, you know, if you are able to you know, I would say anyone over the age of, you know, nine or 10 uh, should, could listen to this because anybody who's able to have a period, I would say, um, should listen to this. Um, and that's where, where we're going with the male or female. I know males don't have periods, but you get where I'm coming from. Ma. Oh, um, yeah. And so I'm giving this a top shelf. What about you, Ma? I'm giving it a top shelf. I'm going to go uh, eight and a half top shelf. I'm giving it a top shelf nine. Okay. You know, I thought it was riveting. I thought it was riveting. My heart broke for it. Oh, like all of the characters. Yeah. This, this book had everything in it. You know, sadism, just just everything. It just my heart just broke over and over for you know for the different characters and in particular even for those who weren't enslaved, even for you know her mom, the mm -hmm. family. Uh, it it just was it just was heartbreaking. It was just heartbreaking. Okay, um, so now um, I want to move on to a couple of things. We have two more things to go, my. But this has been a long episode. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about the strike, which is obviously something that is the big elephant in the room, and so. A lot of people have been affected by the strike. And one of the groups of people that we haven't really discussed was the publicists. And so the publicists aren't contracted with SAG-AFTRA, uh, but many of their clients are members of SAG-AFTRA and they aren't really allowed to do their job. And um, they're asking that the guild loosen their string, their stranglehold around publicity. Uh, because it's one of the things that is, there's so many um, movies and TV shows and stuff that are still coming out and will be coming out for the next couple they of years. They want to be able to work. They want to be, right. And so many of them are, you know, going to have to take the L. Uh, either they are going to have to take pay cuts or lose their jobs because they aren't allowed to publicize any of this. Now they understand why the actors and the writers can't do it, but as a you know, a publicity professional, why can't they, you know, be able to do their job? And so that's something that um, they're going to have to figure that out. And they also are saying that the studio executives are really playing hardball with- well, How are they able to do their job if if there's no activity surrounding whatever the programs are? How well, are I, guess, I guess them just kind of, you know, um, putting out- Listen, right. I, I guess them putting out, um, you know, different activations, them putting out um, different campaigns for, you know, just kind of having, you know, they different have people. To just be more creative. They have to be more creative, and but they also feel kind of pressure to where they can't even do that. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, that's what a strike is. It's not just the people on strike; it's all the industries that are impacted by the strike. Right. So right. 
You know, that's kind of what a strike is. And right. maybe they can use their leverage to help get the, the strike ended. You know, maybe, maybe. they have when it comes to bargaining, right? I don't know. I'm I'm hoping. Um, but uh, you know, one of the other things that came out was um I'm not a big fan of, of her and I'm sorry that I'm you know pulling a quote from her, but it's not just her. There's many other actors who are, you know, well paid and well known who are not happy with uh 45 truly independent movies that are able to continue on with the production because they have gotten waivers because SAG AFTRA has a um has signed a conditional type of contract with you know some of the studio execs that have allowed certain films 45 as you know right now that are able to uh continue right. and right. so we have it's people able to sidestep the strike right okay and so we have people like Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey, Jenny Ortega, Paul Rudd and many others that will continue to work and so Sarah Silverman says I feel um, effing pissed off and I know I just must not be understanding something. There are like 40 movies being made right now. Movie stars are making movies because they're independent movies and SAG is allowing it because if they do sell it to streaming, it has to be because streaming is abiding by all the things we're asking for. That's just working. The strike ends when they come to the table and we make a deal and agreement. So you're just letting people make movies and movie stars are making movies that you know the goal is to sell them to streaming. And so she isn't happy about this. She doesn't feel as though anyone should be working at this time if they are in SAG-AFTRA. And she is confused about whether or not she should be angry with the actors that are in the mo in the movie or SAG for this interim deal. And so what are your thoughts, my oh, a couple other people. Mel Gibson, he has something going on. Mark well, Wahlberg. You would expect those people. Dave Bautista, Ben Kingsley, and Mr. Ice Cube. What are your thoughts, Mom? I'm not really too sure about the complexities of their agreement and how they're able to do that but it seems that the people that you name mm -hmm. uh have a, a, for the most part have a tendency to be people on the very conservative side mm -hmm. i don't so i don't know what that means if that means they have no regard for sag after agreement or sag after is more lenient with them or they are more in control. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but it doesn't seem to bode well for the industry uh, on the whole. And it doesn't seem to bode well for the majority of the members of SAG-AFTRA. It does not. Um, we had people like right. you know, Lapita and Yango. We had people like Bob Oldenkirk, Rosaria Dawson, Susan Sarandon out there opposing you know, right. things of so, this sort. So that was my view that... Yeah you know, that whatever they're doing, it's once again self-serving and it's more lucrative for them. They continue mm -hmm. their pocket stuff and flaunt, you know, uh, tradition, you yeah. know, are unsupportive of um, the other SAG after members uh, in general. And, and I don't know what truly independent means. Does that mean 
that right. there's isn't that if you're so wealthy you can finance your own right. stuff you can just go do it right. you know so right. you know once again it's like the rich getting richer mm-hmm. you know yeah. so i'm 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 not a fan of it and you yeah. know listen i have to do a little bit more research on it but the but the majority of the people's names that i've recognized on that list are people who i just don't really wouldn't want to be associated with in the first place um, I do, you know, still yeah, somewhat like Anne Hathaway, but Anne Hathaway, we don't know. There's a, a lot of people who kind of fell out of love with her for many different reasons. Um, and Matthew McConaughey, you don't know whether to uh, hug him or, you know, pinch him. You don't know because he's a little extra with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of them, Mark Wahlberg, you know, Gibson, um, who else did I mention, Ma, that just, we, we don't really, oh, Ice Cube, come on. So, no, I, I, I don't know. But um, I would say that, um, as a, like I said, still as a current member, and I'm, you know, not a working actor, but I, you know, um, do creative projects and have kept my membership up to date. Uh, I would like to say I don't appreciate actors who are multimillionaires um, still being able to profit during the time when other actors who are the ones who you're supposed to be fighting for are suffering badly. Right. So I don't like that. That's a problem for me. Well, yeah, well, yeah it's a rich getting richer. Yeah. Yeah. And they okay. be so completely independent, you know. Oh, right, right. Um, and, and so finally, Ma, I wanted to move on to um, just we were uh, we uh, started watching um, Love Island um, UK. And I kind of just wanted we don't have to really go too much into detail with it. But we have shows like Love Island UK. We have Love Island USA, which I don't think that um, you and I both have started watching for this season. And we have other shows like Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, The Ultimatum and Ready to Love. Now, Ma, um, which show do you think is a better, uh, better for a successful relationship in the real world out of the shows that I just named to you? Now, you haven't seen the USA Love Island, but you've seen all of the rest of those shows. Um, well, just based on, did we didn't mention Married at First Sight, did we? I mentioned Married at First Sight. Okay. I did. Um, uh, well, because... Well, you would think that it would be married at first sight, but I think that I know statistically that it would be the Love Island. It would be. Um, based on what we have discussed and seen, mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, it seems that it's Love Island. Mm-hmm. So statistically, uh, uh, I don't know what else to say because in my opinion, I would think if I didn't have other information, I would think that it would have been married at first sight, not just because they get married and then learn each other. Um, well, which is counterintuitive, so it could go either way with that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that would give married at first sight, I would have thought, mm-hmm. would have been them living together in the apartment in the real world. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that would have given them an edge. But I also mm-hmm. see, once again, how we could bring on pressures, how mm-hmm. we could put both ways. Whereas mm-hmm. Love Island, I think, gives them a chance just maybe to know each other for whatever 
amount of time they're together because some of them break up very quickly, but it also is in process of elimination, you yeah. know, quickly. They, so that's another thing. So they, I, I can kind of see it both ways. Well, you know what, my, I guess it kind of just, it depends on how, how you're looking at the statistics, you know, you know, overall um, right. for successful relationships, Love Island has had, you know, pretty good success. But if you look at the numbers in general, like you said, the majority of them don't work because there's only a select few that actually go to the finals. Like most of them don't make it there. And then, but you know what? And they have way more couples. Right. And then there's this also this thing of choosing each other. Married at first sight, somebody else is choosing for you. I think you're choosing for yourself to the extent that you can. All right. To the extent that you can choose. So, uh, you know, but I would say those would be the two most successful. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd put them kind of, you know. eh. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking, too? I was also thinking because I was thinking about the age, you know, because I was thinking the Love Island people are definitely the youngest out of all of the groups. And there's nobody there. I I don't think there's anybody that's been 30, maybe um, 30, the the oldest. But it seems as though most of them are in their early to mid 20s. And usually at that time, you know, especially in this country, we encourage people, you know, to not to get married, not to get married, to explore, to learn yourself, you know, develop yourself, enjoy your 20s. But in the UK, it doesn't seem to necessarily be that way. But there's also the thing about meeting someone at that stage of life and, you know, clicking with them and growing with them. Um, and not being set in your ways. When you're older, as you get older, you have a lot of baggage or more baggage than you did in your early 20s. And, um, you know, you this is what I want and blah, 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 blah. And then your 20s, it's just a lot of times it's just pure emotion. It really and truly, it's pure like, I love you, you love me, you know, that type of thing. And when you get older, more things come into play. So ultimately, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. And and the idea is to enjoy yourself along the way. But I will be so heavy that Mm -hmm. it colors everything you do or Mm -hmm. that it makes you bitter. You know, take the good with the bad and keep on moving until you find somebody you really click with, you know, and ride with. And that's for all of them. You know, because no matter what you go, you got to be willing. The, the, to me, the only really wrong thing you can do is mm-hmm. not to jump out there and try. You right. jump out there and have that experience. and have, Because that's kind of what this whole thing called life is. Yeah. Out there and have that experience. You're only wrong when you don't push yourself to go ahead and experience life. You know, don't be so closed off. I love that. Open up for the experience, all of it, all and, of it. And so, and so, Ma, um, a week from today, we will, uh, you know, give a little wrap up of the UK, Love Island, and we also oh, okay. the USA, right. USA. Okay, right. new one to start. Okay, good. And and, and and I and can we say we encourage everybody to look at at those shows that we just mentioned so they can follow along with us? Oh, of course. Yeah, we can. Yeah, they're they're not part of SAG-AFTRA. Okay, that's what I want to be very careful about. Okay. Yeah, yeah we sure can. Yeah, so we'll do the wrap-up on Love Island UK. Yeah, that's okay. good. And they have a lot of fans anyway, so a lot of people are going to know where, where we are and what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, for okay. sure. All right, wonderful. All right, my three things that made you smile. 
I'm going to name four. The oh. sun, the stars, the moon, and air conditioning. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. yes, I love that. And such an appreciation of air conditioning since this summer. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. I know. Weather, like, every day. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to kind of reiterate some of the things that we mentioned earlier. Number one, um, Cardi B and Offset, they have a new song out, and I love to see that. Sending positive vibes to them in their relationship. All um, right. All right. Um, okay. Number two, Russ and the love that he has for his stepson. Yes. Yes. All for all for that fatherly slash stepfatherly son love. Right. And sometimes that stepfatherly love is more than a biological father. And we just and have we to all know that. about that. And, and and you know, keeping it real, we all know that. Right. And number three, um, the U.S. Open is coming, and so is Hard Knocks. I love okay. both. Okay. All right. All right. All sounds good. Ma, what do you want to say before we go? Because once again, we somehow or another managed to run our mouths for a, a bit. For okay. A what I want to say is everybody, please, please, during this, you know, leisurely summer season, Grab on to, listen to, buy, whatever you have to do, Kindle, you know, whatever you do. Do people still have it? Something from, I don't, yeah, I think people still do Kindle. I'm not sure. Anyhow, okay. Kindle or get yourself, a, you know, an actual book, you know, and read something from the banned book list. Okay. You, you will become more enlightened I guarantee. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Besides, stay safe and stay hydrated and you know to vote. You know, if there's any election going on anywhere and there's always some election going on for something, you know, and somewhere around the country, okay? So stay, stay woke, alert, hydrated, vote, and read something from the bands list, okay? All okay. Right. That's that, my listen, that sounds good to me. Um, hey guys, uh, you know, thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. I promise you, by the time you hear this next week, uh, we will be on threads with a complete profile. Um, guys, we appreciate all of the, the DMs, we appreciate the emails. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Feiju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. Uh, we really do appreciate you. Um, and you know, thank you just so much for listening. Stay cool, and we will be back soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.